Hi, welcome to my podcast. This should be episode 40. I, I honestly, I lost count because they've just been, you know, coming and coming and coming and coming. It's a gift that keeps on giving. But anywho, welcome everybody to Sexplore with Papushka. I'm your host, Papushka the Zadzi. And this is the way the cookie is going to crumble right here on Sexplore with Papushka. Thank you for tuning into my podcast. So today we are going to discuss something very new to most of us. And that is love languages. So someone may ask, what is a love language? Like, isn't it it was a movie? These are things, excuse me, that we just see on TV or we just hear about on text. But what exactly are they? And, well, in, in, in a layman's language, a love language is just the way somebody expresses their love and expects to receive love from their partner. And in all honesty, I would tell you in my profession as a sex therapist, I've, I've seen many relationships crumble because people don't understand their partner's love languages. Look at it this way. Um, someone is an athlete. Like, for example, mtu ni wakukimbia na wajavelin and all that. Na wewe ni swimmer. And you two are in a relationship. So expect the athlete to come and swim with you or the athlete expects you to go and run with him in the field so you're a lazy asshole so um that is basically how love languages work sometimes we expect what our partner is not comfortable offering or what they don't enjoy offering and most relationships will crumble if you do not understand the love language of your partner and if as well you do not um understand your own love language so sometimes our expectations supersede what our partners could offer. Not because they don't love us. And that's what happens. Sometimes because you've not understood your partner's love language, you think they don't love you enough. Because your definition of love is defined by your love language. And if your partner is not offering your love language, then you'd assume that they don't actually love you. So let's dive into the love languages therefore. So generally, there are five languages, love languages, psychologically speaking. And I'm going to take us through all the five love languages. <clears throat> Excuse me, Aki Corona. I hope it's not Corona, but hey, hey. Anywho's, um, the first love language is quality time. Now, quality time, and apparently this is where I fall. These are people who express their love and receive their love by spending quality time with their partners. More often than not, they don't necessarily want to do anything with their partners. They don't want to go out. They don't want to go to the club. Okay, that could be a factor. They just want to be around their partner regardless of the environment. So these are usually people who want to do most things with their partners. Like if it's cooking, if it is watching a movie, if it's just staying in the house, it's just chilling. They enjoy quality time with their partners. And these are partners who would be jealous if you spend quality time with other people like your friends, like you want to go out, they want to tag along. You want to um, go do something, they want to tag along. And if you do not fancy or fathom um, quality time in a relationship, then you'll find your partner too clingy because that's how they express their love. And confession, confession, this happens to be where I fall. I love quality time. Let's not go out. Let's not even... Don't even buy me a gift. I won't even buy you a gift. Don't even... Just be there. 
just your presence and your time is enough for me to be comfortable in this relationship. Now you'll find that um, different factors attribute to people wanting quality time. One of them is upbringing. And how would upbringing affect this? You'd find, especially, okay, I'm a single child. So you'd find that especially for people like myself, who uh, have very few siblings or none at all, um, while growing up, we never had siblings. So you'll find that our, our growing up was just about us and our friends. When you went back at home, it was just us alone. So therefore, you'd find that since someone grew up, and this would happen with either single children, like or alternatively last bonds or children with a wide margin with their siblings you'd find you're even a middleborn and you're the someone who is you're following is like 10 years ahead someone who's following you is 10 years below you so therefore you don't get to spend a lot of sibling times because when you're in high school they're in campus when you're in campus they are working when you're in primary they're in nursery and all that shenanigans so you find that growing up you never had quality time with your siblings so you need this quality time from your partner because therefore, um, the needs that you had as a siblings are not met and you'll want them to be fulfilled as a partner. So therefore, when you get your partner, you'd really want to spend quality time with your partner. You'd like want to be around your partner all the time. You'd want to do things with your partner. Now, this could go two ways. You'd find that if you are a single child or a child with a wider margin with their siblings, you'd find that you're so used to being alone and being in your own space that if you get a partner who wants quality time, it becomes very uncomfortable for you because you feel they're in your space. Because you're used to being alone, used to doing your shit alone. So if you get a partner who wants to be around you all the time, it feels so nagging. So there are two ways it could go, as a single child or as, you know, that. So therefore, um, if you do not enjoy quality time and you are an introvert who likes their privacy and... This is especially for people with OCD. Oof, I had to do this. So if you're someone with OCD, then you'll not fancy quality time because there's a certain structure in which your things should be done. And if you're having your partner around who doesn't do things the way you want them to be done, it becomes so uncomfortable having them around your space all the time because they will not put the coaster on the table while they're drinking or they'll not um, throw their leftovers in the dustbin before putting the plate in the sink or they'll not switch off the TV with the power button before switching from the socket so these little things will nag you and you want to be alone in your space but your partner is in your space so essentially if you don't fancy quality time and you're an introvert who likes their own time if you get a partner whose love language is quality time you will have some struggles some really really big struggles trying to maintain this and the beauty is if you find by the way before i even continue have you ever seen those couples who are staying in the same apartment or in the same compound or in the same plot but have different houses yeah and you'll be judging like oh are they having different houses quality time they don't fancy quality time and they want to be in their spaces so just because we are engaged or married or dating doesn't mean we have to be in each other's spaces Unless that's our love language. So for someone like me, me, I'd want to be around you 24-7. Me, I'd want us to watch my movies. I want to watch your movies. I want you to come and do my, you know, come to come to my podcast. I want you to research for me for my podcast. And I'll do the shit you want me to do for you for whatever you do. That's how I express and receive my love. So it's, it's amazing if this is reciprocated. If quality time is reciprocated, oh my goodness, this is just the heavens. But if it is not reciprocated, my dear, oh, shame. Funke, 
so that's it and um that's why you'd find people complaining that and you see if your partner if you try to want to meet up with your partner and they always give excuses they don't value quality time as a love language so that's why you might feel they don't value you enough sometimes they love you they just don't want to have so much time with you because they want their own time so you find you're like hey can we meet today they're like oh today i'm not available oh can you come to nakuru i'm around they're like eh, i'm tired can you go out together i'm like eh, i don't even feel like taking alcohol and you'll feel like they don't love you but that is just not their love language they don't want to spend quality time who spends quality time anywho um moving on and i am going to judge i know i'm a psychologist and i'm not supposed to judge but i'm going to judge this one and some of you who have this second one you'll just tell me but um receiving gifts boy oh boy that is love language number 2 and as i said before you don't have to offer this language this love language for you to expect it some people expect a love language that they don't offer themselves and i'll come back to that So I'm explaining receiving gifts. Some people's love languages are giving you gifts. Like every day they'll bring you chocolate, they bring you ice cream, they take you out, they do this for you, they buy you new shoes, they buy you a new dress. And some people's love language is also receiving the gift. So they are very comfortable like being surprised all the time. Like you come home and like, "Oops, I've I've cooked you dinner." I'm like, "Yay!" Or I've bought KFC. Or, Why am I marketing KFC? Anyway, KFC, hi. Or I've bought pizza. So as in this doesn't need any explanation it's a love language and i can give you the psychology of this love language um most people fancy receiving gifts or giving gifts are either two things one growing up that's how their parents um express their love for them so in their mind that is what has been registered as a love language so you'll find especially the rich kids of beverly hills um um your, your dad comes they bought you a ps they bought you an iphone um you've passed your case you see they've bought you a house they bought you a car so you know that that is what love is buying and receiving gifts so therefore what has been registered in your mind is giving and receiving of gifts is a love language and that's what you fancy as a love language because of how you grew up the reverse is also true sometimes you find that growing up you never had opportunities to get what you wanted and you had to sacrifice a lot of whatever you needed for yourself to give to other people so you find that in that case you never got opportunities to get gifts so that's a need that was never fulfilled and when you get a partner you want your partner to do the things that your parents did not do or things that you never got growing up and that is giving and receiving gifts and you enjoy when your partner does this because it's a new feeling this is something you're not used to so it's just so nice when you're home and then they bring your shoes or they cook you dinner or they just surprise you and give you gifts and you see that's that's the genesis of this love language giving and receiving gifts however love languages have to be compatible and if not compatible you have to understand and respect your partner's love language because especially as i told you i'm a quality time person If I want quality time and all you're doing is giving gifts but you're not available for me, I'll be like, "No. I don't want that. Don't buy me that. Just I want you. Just come and sit here. We watch this show. I just just come we cook. I don't want I don't want KFC. Oh, KFC again. Okay, I love KFC. I don't want, you know, to eat out. Just come we sit. I don't want alcohol. Kuja, I want you. And if your love languages are not compatible, it becomes frustrating because they keep on buying you gifts or you keep on buying gifts and they 
Have you ever had those partners where you give them giving them gifts and they're not as happy as you expected them to and it's something they wanted? That's because that's not their love language. So you are you and you're like, "Oh, maybe I went I, I bought something small next time." You surprise them with a trip to Mombasa, you surprise them with a trip to Dubai, and they're not as happy as you expected them to. That's not their love language. And as I told you, you can offer something you don't receive. Like my love language could be giving gifts. That is how I express it, but how I receive it is probably quality time. So it's not like a must that whatever I offer is whatever I want. Sometimes I give gifts, but I want quality time. Now let us proceed to the next love language, shall we? Oh, words of affirmation. Love language number three. So words of affirmation, these are partners who need uh, to some confidence to be instilled in them. Like you're doing good boo, when angana too, ena jomanzi, you look so smart, like you look so beautiful, like you look amazing. You're just wow. And I can give you the genesis of this. Um two things. You know, and again, I think you're noticing the script at this point. The genesis of a love language could be something was missing or something was overgiven while growing up. So there's an expectation that it has to be given 24/7. And if something was missing, there was a need that needed to be fulfilled that they expect their partner to fulfill. So therefore, words of affirmation. These are people who, growing up, um, either they didn't receive so much love or so much affirmation from their parents. and they grew up with confidence issues most of them are introverted most of them are unsure about themselves or most of them their parents took away all the confidence they had while growing up because they were never good enough mtoto mjinga kachini and usome nini nini mjinga kama babako and you see these little things that parents do instill some certain fear and certain um, perception in your mind so these are people who growing up they were never really um, affirmed enough you know As a child there are things you need to hear from your parent. You are number 23 out of 50 and like eh hey, umejaribu umekuwa number 23 you ni poor. So kesho kwa number 20. And you feel like yes my parent appreciates what I've done. But umekuwa number 23. Kwani unalalanga hiyo class hiyo yote nalipa ni nini mtoto mjinga. Nataka kuwe number 1. And they don't understand that you're supposed to grow to that number 1. So someone who missed affirmation from their parents um grow up with their confidence issues. And you know these are people who simple things they cannot do. um or simple achievements they need you to acknowledge the simple achievements so i think words of affirmation somebody doesn't tell you that they want to be affirmed this is something from your natural psychology you're supposed to understand that they don't have confidence to do this thing let me cheer them up so if this is somebody going for an interview your partner is going for an interview, you're like i um prepare you look so nice i love and these little statements that you make make them feel so good and instill it's just like the way you show your affection that is one two if they were a single child or a favorite child because you all know our parents are favorite children they like to us own our pen and yote the same please get out anyways so if they were a special child or a favorite child or a single child or a last born or a first born or daddy's boy or mommy's boy or daddy's girl or mommy's girl then they used to get affirmation in every step of their life Umemaliza chai good boy yay sawa enda pale kwa jikoni umekula chakula yay good boy oh umekuwa smart oh nini nini so every little thing they did was affirmed and they would want their partner to continue doing that to them because that is how they know like love is expressed by affirmations and you find if you're someone who um appreciates affirmations in a relationship then 
if your partner doesn't offer this then you feel like they don't love you enough or you feel like they don't care about you because for your partner this is a normal thing like you got a job it's only you who knows how important getting this job was big for you but you find your partner is not celebrating this little win with you you text them hey boo i got a job they're like oh good that's nice and you're like good that's nice really <laughs> that's the best you could say really good that's nice wow what you expect is yay boo you got a job nice let's celebrate because that is a little progress that you've made and you need it to be affirmed and your boyfriend or your lover should affirm it with the strength and energy that you deserve um i have had personal experiences where i've made um progress like i'm an artist as well and there are times that i appeared on a show tahidi high for example and while i was dating then my partner was an artist and they knew how much this that is that was my debut actually my debut in film was in tidy high my people i ran in tidy high with a boxer <sighs> wow memories and i trended back here so um you'd find that okay for me let me say my case i i made my debut in tidy it was just one episode and i was an extra but hey and my partner was an artist we met in an art thing we used to do set books back then and i told them hey by the way i got that id high gig and they're like oh you're ni poor i'm like bitch you're ni poor really hunty you're ni poor i mean it's tahidi high and that was back in 2013 i mean you should be like elated excited amazing for me you should come and help me read my script the fish so meow i was so i was just like ah oh, man really 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 i mean that was a big win for me i expected them to like affirm it with bigger statements than that so you know okay affirmation is not a really strong love language for me but sometimes it applies and sometimes it feels like too much work when your partner wants expects affirmation for, because now it becomes like you're their parent and you will never understand honestly people are as a result of their upbringing You'll never understand why your partner needs affirmation every step. They need even the little things. Sometimes they have an interview, they are so tense, they are so worried. They need you to affirm that they are they are okay. Like Okosawa babes, you're prepared for this interview. Just breathe in, breathe out. Do this, do that. Or sometimes they experience anxiety or fear or social anxiety. Some they don't like being around people. So when you go to parties, they're like awkward. It is you to affirm them of how okay they are. Sometimes they have insecurities. because of their bringing they don't like their skin tone they don't like their beauty they don't like their hair they don't like their height they don't like whatever as a partner they want you to affirm these little insecurities or little, these little things that they do not have so um i know sometimes it may be a lot of work to having a affirm everything that your partner does but some all of us are as a result of our bringing and you cannot undo certain things that have been done for the first 15 years of someone's upbringing So just understand your partner if your partner needs affirmation affirm every step that they need celebrate those little wins you know for you it's not it's not a big achievement but for them it's a, it's a huge step in their lives celebrate it with them make it a big deal and you know the opposite is also true there are some people whose love language is affirmation but they get a partner whose love language is not affirmation so they want to express their love by affirming their partner and their partner is like no that's not a big deal like yes i won the lottery or i won this i got the job it's not a big deal but to you you're like you got the job man you should be happy like let's cook let's do this but to your partner is like no it's just a job i mean really you don't have to celebrate it that big so um understand your partner if your partner needs affirmation 
give them that affirmation if your partner's insecurities secure their insecurities if your partner has confidence issues instill that confidence in them because you're not all perfect shall we proceed to the next oh my favorite the fourth and second last love language is physical touch how can i explain the genesis of this um okay what's the genesis of physical touch i don't think it's much of upbringing but physical touch is just those partners that um express their love by touching and receive their love by touching so you find that they want to hug you all the time they want to cuddle while you're watching a movie they just want to sleep on your legs they just want you to like spoon the whole night it's not even sexual just any physical touch from you is what they need and you find that the moment you um if you find a partner who doesn't value physical touch it becomes so frustrating for you because that is your love language like you want to you know like those partners wants you to sit on your chair and they sit on their chair while you're watching a movie i'm like the fish who does that let's sit on that long long couch you lying on me or me lying on you or us cuddling while you're watching RuPaul's Drag Race or just, you know, doing some shit. We're Netflix and chilling and touching and just doing some, you know. There's not much I can say about physical touch. Have you had those touchy partners? Confession, confession, I'm that one. Yes, I am. Very touchy. So, if you're not comfortable with touch all the time, it becomes so uncomfortable for you. Because your partner is all over you, like they are sleeping on you, or they are, uh, and you're like, "Hey, give me some space." Especially jamophobes. Jamophobes are so anti-physical touch because they're like, "I know, umoshamkono, na umoga, na uli change jongo kweli, na umefanya ina i, ah, usini kujaga ujafanya zovito." So you find that if I express my love by physical touch and my partner does not appreciate physical touch, it becomes a challenge because, ah, I mean, that's what I want. Give me what I want. And it becomes so frustrating, and there's honestly not much I can say about physical touch. It's I personally enjoy it from my personal perspective, and truth be told, most people who express the love by physical touch um, want longer sex, want more sex, and want more sex time with you. So you'd find that if you don't fancy sex or fancy touch or fancy like cuddling, then they become so nagging and you might think they're an addict and you can't cope up with that so it's essential for us to understand our partner's love languages and um correlate our love languages there's not much i can say about physical touch it's physical touch it's just touch those people ah ah pda also falls on a physical touch they those want to be all over you around people because that's how they express their love so they want to hug you they want you to hold hands they want you to like sit next to each other they just want to be around you and touch you all the time even in public and you're not comfortable around that because you're like i these are things you should be doing back at home not here in public ah good last but certainly not least acts of service Oh, there are those partners that express their love with acts of service. Yaani umse atakupikia, atakuoshea, atatandika bed. They just there to serve you like they love serving you. Um it has a bit to okay, so, oh, it, it has nothing to do with um dominance and sub- submission. It's just that someone's um 
act someone's love language is act of service they want to serve you have you ever had those days where you go to their place and they are just serving service umeingia ashachukua viatu zako amepeleka kwa bedroom amekuchemshia chai amekupea chai ameanza kupika nyama na ugali na kachumbari na nini nini amekuserve amekuchemsha maji ya kuoga after bathing they have you know given you clothes to wear at night and you're just like damn this is so attractive like those are people who fancy acts of service you know and most cases most of people who offer acts of service don't actually enjoy receiving it as much because they are very comfortable offering it of course they want to receive it from time to time but their love language of expression is acts of service and honestly if you if you are a lazy person and get someone who does this hi kidosho hi andrew you remember andrew he's been in the podcast like for the longest time yes that is his love language acts of service um hi kadia and basically if you get someone who offers acts of service oh it's just um, and most of them are usually either in the hospitality spectrum or just love cooking or do what so they are there to serve you you know those people who they're like you're seated and watching a movie for and they're like are you feeling cold do you need some socks let me get you some socks can i get you a duvet watch and play duvet or sometimes they just give you things you don't need because hi tristan because um that is your act of service Th- that sorry that's their love language offering services to people and is there anyone who has a problem with acts of service me i wouldn't have a problem with a partner who expresses their love with acts of service i may have a problem if they receive it like that but if you're expressing service to me come on hunty please i'm all yours hata nioshe ukitaka so um in conclusion um i think what we are learning from this podcast today is the five love languages and how you express your love language is not necessarily how you expect to receive your love language and also love language compatibility is important we don't have to be compatible you might value quality time i might value physical touch but you can come to a consensus you see the thing about having a partner you don't have to be two halves you can just be two holes not holes like shimo holes like holes w h o l e you can be two holes who are together it's not like i'm half you are, you know that's what that's why many relationships crumble you expect your partner to be the other half so you expect your partner to have everything that you have in a different version and that's not how relationships or marriage or that they can be extremely opposite but there's a way you come to consensus that meet in the middle and as i was saying if your partner wants quality time and you want touch why can't you have touch and quality time at the same time win win they want to watch a movie with you you want to you know like cuddle with them while you're watching a movie let's do both win win situation for everybody if your partner wants gifts and you want to quality time why not take her out as a gift and enjoy quality time as they enjoy their gift you know so it's very essential you don't have to share the same if you do the love is amazing honestly if you do share the same love language it is beautiful but if you don't it's easy for you to complement each other it's easy for you to like offer a love language that your partner wants and your partner to offer what you want they don't have to enjoy it so long as you are getting like the love and they'll get the love when you're giving it to them it's a consensus now what would make relationships crumble is if one partner f- totally underlines their love language for their partner's love language like if your partner's love language is acts of service and especially this in a very heteronormative and patriarchal society where the man expects service from the woman and that is not your love language as a woman 
or the bottom expresses ex- or the top expects service from the bottom and that's not how you express your love then you'll not be happy in that relationship because you'll forget or underline your love language to fulfill your partner's love language by offering these acts of service washing for them cooking for them shoe brushing them ironing their clothes blah 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 but you'll not be happy in that relationship because what you want is not being given so as much as we have to like offer consensus where i offer to you and you offer to me it's essential that we do not forget about how we express our love and how we want to receive our love to fulfill our partner's interests and forget about our own and we talked about toxic relationships in the other episode and i think love languages can also be toxic if one they are not compatible and if two one partner expects more from the partner than they can offer that relationship becomes toxic an example police physical touch i might feel sexually harassed if i that's not my love language i'll be like why are you spanking me or why are you touching me or why are you um, you know something like that i mean relationships can be toxic if love languages are not uh, compatible so as i close the podcast with 30 minutes oh for the first time in a while you're having a 30 minute podcast um there is a love language test that i will i will share with y'all and um you can check it out and know your love language and you don't have to have one love language by the way you can have as multiple love languages but they're just some that you want more than others you can have all the five but at 50% you want acts of service the others are divided so it's not like we all have one love language you just have different percentages on which is a priority thank you for listening to so explore with papushka bye